podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair and the three guests I have with me in the studio. Welcome back to Andy Yogi Baron. Good evening. Nice to see you, Yogi. Yeah. Yeah, good. Lisa Rabinowitz. Good evening. And to Nick Goldstone. Hi. So we are here to, before I do that, the Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 worth of free bets. And you can find the link at bet.citypodcast.net. What we're going to do, we're going to look back at a different type of result against Huddersfield. Well, the same result, but a different type of performance. And look forward to Southampton on Wednesday and West Ham on Sunday. And also continue with our quest to find City's best ever 11. So, so Nick, starting with the game against Huddersfield, uh, same result, records being broken left, right and centre, but a different type of performance. Yeah, a, a performance of two halves, really, because I think first half um, we were not good enough in a lot of respects. I thought there was not a great deal of penetration. A lot of the, the plays lacked a bit of purpose, um, and that's mainly the reason why we went in behind um, but we turned it around we came straight out second half and turned it around very quickly um, Sterling was very impressive um, and it was a great great result and it was great absolutely to win a game in a different way uh, a more traditional English Premier League game in late November in the cold and the wet against a highly motivated little club with their lovely clappy cardboard things uh, that they were waving around for the whole game. Um, and uh, in the end, it was it was brilliant. He's being harsh, this Nick, isn't he, Lisa? Because I don't think he's necessarily giving Huddersfield an enormous amount of credit they probably deserve here. Because were we that bad in the first half or was it just that they set themselves up very well and did a great job? Um, I, I do think it's more the way Huddersfield played, but it obviously made us look not so great. But we didn't, and I guess we didn't seem to have an answer to it. We just kept trying to play the way we normally do, but it was impossible to. Neither Silva nor De Bruyne were able to really control things the way they normally do because there was no space to. There was there was no way for them to make the passes they normally do. We couldn't pick up any pace. You know, I think Sané was pretty much out of the game but it, that I think that was down to the way Huddersfield played um, but in the second half we used I mean Sterling was excellent and I think it's in games like that that he he might not have the same skill as Silva or De Bruyne but he has at different attributes that we really needed yesterday and have needed in other games that he just he'll just he'll find a way of getting through, and he did, a couple of times. We'll, we'll come back and talk about Sterling in a bit more detail. But, Yogi, were, were you frustrated at half-time? Were you thinking this might well be our first defeat of the season? I, I didn't think it was going to be a defeat. I, I thought we'd come back, but I thought it could have been a draw. And, it was, and the, I mean, the, the moment when he took company off, put Jesus on, that, that's Guardiola. That's, and that, that was the turning point in some ways. And it was just, you sort of think, Mourinho wouldn't have done that. Mourinho would have taken one all, 
and we didn't. So, <clears throat> yes, it was frustrating the first half, but it was encouraging the way we, we went about it in the second half and kept going. And last year, we'd have drawn that or lost it. And I think that's it, isn't it? I think yeah. we... The, the, Pep does not change the way we play whatever the situation is he, he, the, the team maintain that positivity they still continue to move the ball quickly and we're going to tire teams out aren't we when you have that amount of possession I think it was 80% possession and, and Nick will tell us how many passes there were I'm sure in the, uh, in, in the second half he'll have those stats with him but in terms of possession we are going to the teams are going to get tired they're going to make mistakes and ultimately that's what happened isn't it in the end yeah and it's you just keep going and carry on with the speed Sterling was once Sterling was going into the box that, that was the, the difference we, we weren't just going to pass around them there, there just wasn't the space there so you needed to actually attack go in there tape, tape men on and that's you, that's where you got the penalty and when, when we had all the strikers on you know he, he was, he, although it was a fluke but he was he was there and he was you know, but I think I think we we earned that yes. that fluke, didn't we? Surely, and their their goal was a fluke as well. To be fair, well, I mean, it, it, it's not so much a criticism as a critique to talk about how you know the, uh, uh, what we did wrong in the first half or what we did less right in the first half. And yeah, Huddersfield deserve uh, some c- credit. You know, they probably deserve a slightly patronising, well done, lads. Uh, for, for coming, holding for coming second, for holding us up for a, you know for most of the game, uh, and they did what what they wanted to do uh, relatively effectively for most of the game. That's uh, that's for sure. But yeah, there was nothing uh, lucky about the win, and there was nothing re- really very lucky about the goal that uh, that won it. Actually, um, Sterling made the run. He made the pass. He went for the one-two with I think it was De Bruyne. Uh, he got the run of the ball and he was in the right place and it hit him on the whatever uh, region of the body uh, that it hit him and it went in but there was nothing lucky about it really it was well deserved absolutely deserved and people are talking about this is a real sign of champions isn't it we've heard this and it's the sort of thing that Stretford used to do years for years and years with Fergie you know as we said probably not at our best certainly first half but actually grinding out a draw at sort of windy Huddersfield, and he said a Tuesday night, because it's normally a Tuesday night, but it happened to be a Sunday afternoon. Um, but it does mean they're the sort of results, going one down, which doesn't happen very often to City, to come back and win, that's starting to sound like sort of championship form, isn't it? It, it definitely is, but obviously there's still a long way to go. There's the pessimist in me. Um, I was hoping, I you might, <laughs> hoping you might come back with a positive there. No, you, I, found a, how come you found a negative? Come on, we're breaking. I re- found, I've not yes, found you a have. Negative. We're breaking records left, right, and centre. People are saying we're the best team in Europe, and you're still finding negative because I, we haven't won anything yet. Like I, it, that might be the case right now, but it, it, that can change. I'm not saying it will. Just this is we had to win that game for lots of reasons. One because we want to win it and get the points too because I think it showed a different side to us it showed the it did show character it showed that you know I think in lots of games this well a couple of other games this season we have kept going right to the end and won the last minute Bournemouth being another example but this was this was different because Huddersfield the you had the added thing about the weather and and the and a kind of slightly hostile atmosphere and it was all getting everyone was getting a bit overexcited about it and but we kept at it and we didn't lose the way we want to play and we 
plugged away and got there in the end so yeah I there, it's definitely a positive but I'm really wary of just yes it is the sign of champions and if you turn around at the end of the season and we win the league then you can turn around to look at these matches and say that for sure but uh, you know like I said we haven't won anything yet uh, of course do you think sides are beginning to work us out because it, if you remember last season we I think we went 10 games without losing yeah. it's been a bit longer it's taken people a bit longer maybe it's the, the combination of people have taken a bit longer we've probably got better quality than we had last year that we've talked about many times from the keeper to the fullbacks and so on and is it now is if you like the Huddersfield David Wagner uh, type of tactics going to be kind of a blueprint almost for other teams now to adopt yeah, because I, it kind of worked for, I, for, for most of that game I think we will come up against it a lot we already have to, I mean that happens that has been happening for a while but I think more than just working us out I think people don't want to get hammered by us I, I, I don't even think it's a case you know like when we played Bournemouth I think prior to the match everyone thought that Bournemouth play quite open football they actually try and play football they didn't this time against us because I think he made a decision that he didn't want to get absolutely murdered by us. And I think, you know, I just asked Stoke what that feels like. I, I, I think that it's, it's not just how to try and beat us. It's how to, it's, it's damage limitations even before the game has started. And so you know, we will face that in most matches. We know we're going to face it against United. Um, Surely not. <laughs> the, the difference being, and, and this, the difference being that United have got more going forward than Huddersfield have. So we're just going to have to keep doing the, same being, thing. doing the same thing, but keeping yeah. aware of the different threats. Like People can set up in the same way, but every time we face that, it's not going to be the same necessarily the same outcome and it's not necessarily going to be the the same uh, type of player that we're up against. So we've, we've just got to be very aware of what's, what these teams can, can do to us. We're the best technical team in the league the best passing team um, and because of that we will always prefer perfect conditions and any um, worsening of those conditions whether it's the condition of the pitch or the weather or whatever it is is not in our favour it's in the opposition's because that is the leveller um, but you know we are going to face and we we have done for several years teams that just want to park the bus and are going to be happy to take a point and that's fantastic as far as they're concerned and we're a team that's never ever parked the bus ever well a couple of times i think the one time when we actually had to to uh, uh, to win against in in the liverpool game when we, we went down and we were parking the bus when we needed to win and the other time was when we parked the bus in front of the opposition um goal for most of the season under Stuart Pearce 11 years ago and we couldn't get a goal but we do not park the bus other teams do and we've just got to face up to that but I think the point the point is Yogi that, that, that teams as Lisa has already said and Nick's alluded to that, that teams are now going to play a certain way and, and maybe Huddersfield have as I call it kind of come up with a blueprint for this season of how to nullify the, the city threat um, possibly I mean I, I think you know it's it, <laughs> I think it was, it was because of, it's because they scored and it enabled them to to be like that. Certainly, second half, it was everybody was behind. Got about fourteen men behind the ball at one ball. point. <clears throat> but I, I think you know, just keep playing the same way. The only thing that worried me yesterday <clears throat> was how long it took him to make a to make a change. Mm. He just kept we kept kept on doing the same thing. There was a pass, 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 and it wasn't. Really, we only got the penalty. We, you know, it was was it eightieth minute when he when he. But Jesus on, yeah. yeah, and that was the first substitute. And I thought 
he's let he might have let this go a bit too long. I think you, you change it earlier on, but then when he did it, it was the, the dramatic one, which you know, <laughs> bringing the defender off. Yeah. So, so fair enough that it worked. And I was thinking maybe one of the midfielders should have come off, and mm. yeah, definitely needed two strikers on because that yeah you know, just to get through them, but. Um, yeah, no genius. But the other thing about, me, about us parking the bus, I don't think we've got a bus to park. That's the problem. No, exactly. We don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> we, own one. You're we we right. did it once to get into the Champions League at Arsenal and got a lot of criticism for it um, under Mancini. That's once in our how many yeah. years? Of we did it around? once. We did it once, but it was worth it. Can we go back to Sterling because you've all kind of mentioned him, and I think he got most people's man of the match award. I don't think it was just the fact he won the penalty and should have had one about a minute earlier, uh, scored the goal, but actually, you know, he was he was he was fantastic. And, and it's, to be fair, we around this studio have criticised him in the past because, to be fair, when he first arrived from Liverpool, he was not firing on all cylinders. He's worked really hard. The, the manager's done a great job and he's come through and, and he really now is starting to show his true potential and I think, uh, you know, all credit to him and uh, he's becoming a, a fan's favourite, you know, for, with every with every performance he puts in. Are you particularly impressed with yeah, him? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, and he's, he's, he's confident. It's the confidence. You can, you can see the confidence. When he first came, he, he didn't have... He, he almost looked overawed playing with Silva and Aguero. That as soon as he got it, he'd be looking where he could pass it, who, somebody better than me can do this. Now he'll get the ball and he will try something himself. Yeah. And, and they, yesterday was the game when he had to do that because the, 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 the Silva de Bruyne passing it around wasn't, wasn't going. It wasn't, the final thing wasn't there. So he needed somebody to take it on for themselves and that's, that's what he was trying. And What have you liked about Sterling in particular? You got a stat for us or, or not? No, I haven't, but in the last couple of weeks he has done... A, it, it, a number of uh, um, of things that have really impressed. Um, I thought the first goal against Leicester, um, the ball that, that he played just around the defenders, was a ball you'd expect um, um, uh, uh, to come from uh, 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 Silva or De Bruyne, and it's not usually him that actually plays that ball. Um, and then I thought yesterday also he was he was really really good uh, in the second half in particular. Um, he was the one that um, t- turned the game for us, and I, you know, I have been fairly you have. critical, and you have. he's been quite frustrating a lot of times in the past. Uh, but if he keeps doing what he's doing now, then fantastic. And as Nick says, Lisa, it's that confidence, isn't it? That's, that's the difference, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's got a newfound confidence, definitely. And I think that not just comes from the way he's playing, but the fact that Guardiola is is working with him so hard and I, the first season he came I think the, the difference basically is he's working under Guardiola whereas he was working under Pellegrini at that point and it's taken a season but it's made a massive difference to him yeah can we just talk about the defence as well because everybody whenever you sort of talk about City they have to talk about the defence uh, my argument always is that you know, if people do score two against us not that many are doing that at the moment we'll always score four um, but actually, in terms of the defence, it's it's held up well. We've got a fantastic keeper who just, I just, he's just so calm under pressure. You know, the, whenever the ball comes to his feet, he's got loads of time, and it starts from him. And we're playing this ball from the back, and you know, we're not making that many mistakes. We're, we're going to win one game. I'm absolutely convinced of it. It's going to happen. But defensively, despite all these injuries, and we know that Stones is out for another five or six weeks, Mendy's out. Company is injury prone, but he's he's got through almost a couple of games now, sort of one and three quarter games. You still 
concerned about that or are you you happy with the, the way Pep's lining up? I'm still a little bit concerned about it. Um, my biggest concern is actually Stones, missing Stones. And I can't believe I'm saying this because Kumpen is now back in the team. But I I think you can already see what we miss not having Stones there. He, the way he passes the ball out from the back just isn't there at the moment. Um, and he, I think he's been one of our best players so far this season. And no offence to Huddersfield, but we are going to face stronger opposition and tougher tasks over the next few weeks while he's missing. And so I am slightly concerned. I think the the thing is, is if we can, we won't always be in a situation where we just prevent the ball even getting anywhere near the goalkeeper, which is pretty much what's been happening. It's only gone to him if we've passed it to him, largely. Um, but that isn't going to happen against United or Spurs, for example. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's impossible to answer the question at the moment because I don't think we've been tested that much, but it will happen. You worried about it, Nick? Well, a, a large part of the way that we defend is is in our possession of the ball. I if if uh, we've got the ball and the other team haven't got it, then there's not a lot they can do. Um, but one of the stats that's that is around uh, at the moment amongst all the others about how how phenomenal we are is that we do give teams chances on the what they call the transition so uh, when we do lose possession and the other team get the ball up quickly we give teams uh, more chances as as a percentage of of the the transitions that they have than than uh, almost all the other teams so you know that's always been part of the game and that is part of the way that that we play there are advantages to that in the way that that we attack so you know we allow for that uh, and we accept that to a certain extent but it means that we are going to be prone um, to speedy attacking teams with high quality uh players we are going to give them chances and they are going to get gold potentially um we've had the run of the ball a bit over the course of the year so far you know we talked about the liverpool game the first half an hour that was challenging and then it all changed um uh, one or two other instances as well where we've had the the uh, the, uh, uh, the chelsea game when uh, morata went off injured for example mm-hmm. united and Spurs are going to be hard. If we don't get the run of the ball, then you know we're going to potentially um, uh, be giving away goals. Um, but yeah, we've we've got to score more. Um, I I think that if we're going to have a, a replacement for Stones, then thank goodness that it, that it's a really high class defender who's coming to replace him, Vincent Company. Um, and yeah, I mean. You know, it's difficult when you've had a you've had a back four that's had a pretty good run in the team, and then there's a change. I thought company yesterday was not run any real uh, defensive pressure. Mm. I got the feeling, and whether it was just the stress of the game, but I felt watching it, he wasn't moving the ball quite as quickly as Stones might have been had he been playing, and that partly affected us, but more in terms of how we moved the ball around rather than as a as as a defensive point. Are you concerned, Yogi? Because I, I, I would sort of maybe take the opposing view that we brought a fantastic keeper. I think the two, the left and right back, and I'm referring to our new Brazilian left back in Delfinio yes. uh, and Walker, 
uh, an amazing talent who clearly couldn't perform in North London, but he's in a decent team now, the decent manager, so he's, he's playing brilliantly. Um, was their third choice, I think, at some point. Um, so we've we got them, and, and then we've got uh, Otamendi and company who are doing a great job. So actually, you could argue, we've then got Danilo to come in potentially as well, with Fernandinho can play there as well. So we've got options, haven't we? You know, the manager we, we can We have, play. but I, I think we're, we're at the moment, we're one company muscle ping away from having Otamendi and the Mangler in the central, central defence and if we play a muscle to, ping away a muscle ping away from having the Mangler back again and the uh, and that, that would worry me especially against you know Swing United or Tottenham and so I think but would he let me sorry to interrupt you but would he go company and Mangala or would he go company and Danilo? Or, no, sorry, or if, if company, sorry, obviously, if it's company, but sorry, um, Otamendi and, and Danilo mm-hmm. or Fernandinho. I'm not sure if he would, he would risk Mangala because yeah, yeah. he, you know, he he doesn't rate him. He, mm-hmm. he he wants him out. I can't see that being a straight swap. So I'm yeah. saying we've got other options. Yeah, we have the option. But say if you put Fernandinho, he could do the job. Central defence, but then you lose out in what he does because sure. he does all the dirty work sure. in in the midfield while the. You know the pretty boys do the rest. Exactly. So, so yes, yes, you could do it. Are you saying Fernandinho's not that pretty? Mm, he's not as pretty as <laughs> some of the others. So Fernandinho's not as pretty. So who's pretty? Let's do it. Let's do a ranking then. <laughs> so you've got De Bruyne, you've got Silva, um, you've got Fernandinho. Um, Second, Leroy. Le- and Leroy. Now, obviously, that was said with with sort of watery eyes, <laughs> yeah, yes. almost. So, 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 so you you kick off, and who's who's the prettier then of those? Would you say if you had to do your sort of prettiest guy? If, if you're including uh, Sané as, as a midfielder, Le- Leroy's got to be the prettiest. Yes. That's oh, sure yes, he's up there, isn't yes. he? But you still say Fernandini comes a poor fourth then in, in that so, in that yeah. contest, yes. as it were. Yeah. No, okay. No, fair enough. No, I just want to be still <laughs> doing the same podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I just said it's important that we. I didn't want it to, to lose that point. I comes to the wrong room. <laughs> if I used to in the right room, Nick, you stay with us here. Well, uh, what were we talking about? Who's the prettiest defender? Yeah, no, I don't know. Now, what were we doing before we did Putting that? Fernandinho. Oh yeah, Fernandinho playing in the back. Thank yeah. you, Lisa. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got. So, so, yeah, so he, he, could, he could do it, but I think it would, it would take away from what he does, which is very important, because he does the, the work that you know, he breaks things up. And, was there anybody else, Lisa, kind of from from the game at the weekend against Huddersfield? Anything else that you you want to pick up that we haven't covered, uh, particularly, or, or do you think that's the the game done in terms of the way we played, the way we set up, the fact that Huddersfield did well, Sterling was our man of the match. Any anything else in particular? Or have we covered it? I think. Is it time for a quick break? Do you think? Sounds like an idea. Well, before we do that, I think Nick wants to say something, so we better. He's, he didn't want to. Play, he didn't play the. Didn't want to play the pretty game, did he at all? <laughs> you, can, I'll, you, can, I'll, you can understand why you've got a great face for the I'll, podcast. That's I'll, it's I'll been just, said many times. I'll just make one other point Please. about the Huddersfield game. Those kind of games take it out of a team. I think it was it was tough. The conditions were hard. It was a hard. Uh, it, it were it, we expended a lot of energy to get to get that win, um, and it's those kind of games in the next couple of months when the weather's bad and you get the, the, the same kind of conditions that you start to uh, to see performances levelling out and it gets harder so I think it's just a, it is a it was a and again it was good to get that as I think Pep alluded to after the game it was good to get one of those games because you're going to get more of them yeah alright listen on that note we'll take a quick quick break and we'll be back straight after this
The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Let's talk then about uh, our fixture actually just this week, Wednesday night, at home to Southampton, who had a good result uh, last time out against the mighty Everton. Um, so they scored four against them. So they're going to come full, full brimmy of confidence, I would have thought, aren't they? Uh, they should do. I th- I th- the one thing I'm going to be look- looking at, or think we should be looking at for Southampton, is having a look at Van Dyke for, for January to see if he's, if he's actually worth it. I mean, because what we obviously what we said is something I didn't ask, and is kind of that January transfer window. Where where are the gaps? You, you could argue that centre back is still an area we're, we're looking for. I think if, if with Stones, we don't even have five six weeks. Yes, yeah, and uh, and with with Mendy out as well. I think it's, it's just I think he will be looking at a defender. Yeah. And so he's, he's looked at Van Dyke before. Or Do you rate him yourself? If you, I mean, you, you obviously would not, not. I'm not. I think he's a he's a bit injury prone as well. I right. think that's that's the problem. You don't want to be having a backup who's who can. Is he pretty? Is he pretty enough? He's not 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 that good looking though, is he though, Yogi? I mean, he's got, he, he would, he'd, he'd come. Well, he'd know, come below Fernandinho, wouldn't he? Would have thought. He'd be, he'd be there. He'd be there. He'd be in the bottom. He'd be too, there on, he? on the paper yeah. bag test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like the fact that. We're playing them after they won at the weekend because they are, I think, a little bit more likely just to to coast a bit against us and um, and take whatever they're going to get, which hopefully will be virtually nothing. Coast? They're going to so the manager's going to say, "Sorry, it's only Man City lads. We're coasting this Wednesday. It's Wednesday night in Manchester, and we're going to coast it." No, I it's, think it's only it's City. About, I, I think it's that the, the players will be more likely to think well, we had a good result at the weekend. We, we know we're going to lose at City. We'll just let it happen. Really? Is that what professional well, football is? That's, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Or they is might that brain think, or heart? They might think, oh, we did really well, let's go for it, which will work in our favour as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always glad to see people who haven't scored for a while do that before they come and play us. So, Charlie Austin's hopefully got that out of his system. Um, apparently, I mean, I think they'd only scored something like nine goals all season and then scored four yesterday. So... I mean, I mean know, we, if, should, we should again. It's a game we should win, but I we have no idea how they're going to set themselves up. I I would actually hope that they've got confidence from that yeah. game against Everton and think that they can come and play a bit of football, and that should work in our favour. Because we've so. been playing them a week ago, we'd be saying they can't score goals, and, and this has put a slightly different. Yeah. The game against Everton at the weekend has put a slightly different spin on things, but but not much, I guess. I, I don't see them as being sort of Premier League champions contenders are they no, exactly? everyone apart from Manchester City can beat Everton so exactly exactly the mighty Everton yeah they're a bit of a mess aren't they it's not good no well, apparently we heard on the news that Sam Allardyce is back in the uh, in the running I think he got he chucked his toys out of the pram because they didn't give him an offer quickly enough but I think they they see him as their favourite option but, well they uh, need now I think for them it's just a matter of staying up I know it sounds ridiculous, but no, I think they're in a bit yeah. of a mess. So I think he's probably the right person for it. Someone mentioned Joe Royal's name actually when they sort of you know who would, when they went for Unsworth and why did they go with him? And uh, I mentioned he was him. lurking around on the touchline, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was kind of in the background, wasn't he? He, he, he was there, consoling Unsworth after every goal. He was <laughs> he put, put his, his arm, arm around, around him. exactly. So he's obviously playing some sort of role there, isn't he? But uh, but no, Unsworth looks a, looks a broken man. It's it's terrible, really. Cause mm. that, uh, and if you if you remember back to the start of the season when we were talking about kind of the top three or we were all saying that Everton with the money that they'd spent I think this is an important point as well that people talk about City and the money it doesn't guarantee your success they've spent a fortune Everton this year and look where they are 
let's uh, let's look forward quickly also to to West Ham as well because before we come back we'll have played them as well of course um, and they are struggling themselves aren't they of course in terms of uh, they've also lost their manager talking of uh, Everton but uh, West Ham and that's uh, again another home game we've got two home games coming up the one on Wednesday against Southampton and then uh, West Ham uh, on Sunday so if we kind of win those two then it uh, just starts to sort of I mean, build that I mean, momentum you'd expect to win them I mean West Ham we've done so well against West Ham for the last two three seasons we always put loads past them you, you, just, you just expect to but you just at the moment you, just, you don't know it's it's almost because you keep winning. It's almost like you're waiting for this, this first one that we don't win. Yeah. And in some ways, it'd be better if it was against someone like West Ham <laughs> rather than United. One hundred percent. I agree. So you know, so, a loss that wouldn't. So you're, you're going for a City loss against West Ham. You'd prefer that. <laughs> I think we know what you mean. Don't yes. worry. I'm, I'm, I'm having you on. I'd like to see Joe Hart get a clean sheet. Can he maybe, play? Maybe not he against us. He can't play, can he? Can he not play? I think. Right. I don't know. I, I don't I know whether so. he's I allowed. Think, to. I think that's right. I think uh, in terms of. In terms of lineup, because these games are now coming thick and fast, we've got like three games in a week, and he knows what his preferred team is. We know we know what his prefer- we could all predict what that team was. Okay, was it going to be Jesus or was it going to be Aguero? And it was kind of stick or twist, and, and he made the decision. But we all predicted we all predicted the, the rest of it. Um, your thoughts in terms of these next? You know, we've just had come out of one game. We've got two more in quick succession. Does he keep with his best eleven? Does he? What, what changes do you think he's? What options has he got? Yeah, I mean that's the nature of the league, isn't it? And that's why talking about going unbeaten and being the greatest team ever and all, all of this malarkey is 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 basically mostly uh, completely pointless at this point because we've got to look at the likes of Gundogan and, and Bernardo and. I'm not sure either of them have had a huge amount of opportunity yet this year, but what opportunity they have had, they've not looked phenomenal. Um, but yeah, those guys are going to play a significant role over the next couple of months, I'm, uh, I'm sure. But you've made the point, they've not really had much of a chance, have they, to be fair? We, we, we'd be, and you've made, you've made the point yourself. I think, I think you're right. That's, it's not necessarily fair to... And I don't think you're not criticising them, you're just saying that they've, we've not seen enough of them. Foden is he another one we're going to see him or is he he's, he's only 17 isn't he he's not he's not ready yet is he to start I think he's this kind of at this point I'd want to be bringing him on when we're 5-0 up with half an hour left to go <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how often that's going to happen anymore so is, I, so is Nick Wright is it going to be then sort of the, the, the tried and tested Gundogan's and Danilo's and, and, and those who are sort of going to have a, a share of the spoils over the next couple of games I think he's going to have to and he's got to consider what to do about Fernandinho who is now on four yellow cards, mm. two games before we play United and Spurs. I would want him playing both of those games. So could so he do a tactical... be a little bit tactical yeah, here. Like De Bruyne did, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. which means that he either plays against Southampton, gets booked, or doesn't get booked, but doesn't play against West Ham. That mm. has to be... what I mean, so that basically... I'd see that Fernandinho will not play against West Ham one way or another. And in terms of the lineup, Lisa, so just going back to my original question, which was around kind of, is he going to keep the same eleven? Is he going to sort of expand it a bit? Is he just going to play his best eleven, fit eleven in the in the next two games, or or not? Do you think? I don't know. I think you might see Aguero and Jesus, and one of what playing together? Yes, and one of the midfielders dropping out. Dropping out. Um, but having said that, I'd quite—I mean, Paul Zabaleta. But I'd quite like to see either Sterling or Sané against Zabaleta. Um, that could be a bit of a gift for us. But 
you know the, the other way of looking at it is put your best strongest team out and try and get the job done and then take two or three of them off mm. that is my always been my preferred way of doing it but I don't know what to do well, I mean, the other point I would make is, is, is if he plays Bernardo, he's 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 got to look at not playing him on the right hand side because he's he's so leftish that he it's like he's going down a dead end all the time. And I feel sorry for the guy playing on the right because it's clearly not where he should be, and I, I, it's not worked particularly well, I don't think, um, up to now. And I'd like to see him play more in the centre. Yeah, and I, I think we do need a bit of rotation. I mean, he's paid enough for these players. That we, we, we can't just keep thrashing De Bruyne and Silva. He's got to keep them happy as well, hasn't he? Surely there's got to be an element of yeah. that. So I'm, I'm sure think, team spirit's I mean, great I think and everything. But Kevin De Bruyne is one who started to look a bit, just a bit tired. Not, he's not not quite what he was about three, four weeks ago. And I think you've got to be looking to give him him a break. And we've got they've got the players to come in, especially at home. I think at home is where he should be doing the. Rotating rather than the away games. The away games, you can put out your best, your fit, your top fit eleven. But I think it's when you know at home, nobody's going to come at you. So you just got to. And, w- and what we want, of course, is for Zabatat to be man of the match, to cheer every touch he gets, and and all, and all our attacking goes down the other wing, so we don't have to bother him too much, and allows him to bomb forward and 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 just be amazing, and we can give him a standing ovation, sort of, and and get the man of the match. Has, he been, we, has he been starting for them recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'd, I'd be well, surprised if he doesn't start with him. We'll, uh, He's going to get a huge reception. Isn't he? Absolutely quite right too. Proper legend. Absolutely. Proper legend. Proper. Not a plastic legend. Proper legend. No. All right. Uh, so, uh, before we move on to uh, the final section, uh, just very quickly, six points in these next two games, Lisa. Are you going to get a, a clear yes? We definitely need six points. We need six points. Because so, yes. I think that then, then we're, we're guaranteed yeah, Premier League safety as well with three absolutely. points, I think. It's very important to yeah. reach that 40-point mark. That 40-point. Three points and 40 but points, we're safe. I just, I just want us to get those six points so that when we play... United and Spurs it's, we've, still we, we've still got that cushion yeah. to, uh, we're at least at that point we'd still at least be eight points ahead of United at least so, we're all, we're all yeah. going for six points so, yeah. although no you, you actually yoga said you quite fancy a loss I seem to remember if so. it's going to if it's going to happen if it's going to happen I'd it, rather it was West Ham understood understood quite right yeah I, mean, I think given that we're at home I'm expecting to win but you know the the, the one of the other great aspects of the league is that we've had this phenomenal run and we're only eight points ahead. And if we take our foot off the gas in the next couple of weeks, and then results against United and Spurs, we've only um, drawn one. Don't go our way. <laughs> we've won everything else. What I know. That's about. what I'm saying. We've had a phenomenal run. Yes. But if if it doesn't go our way over the next two three weeks, we All could right. find that we're only we could. only a couple of points ahead. If that, it's you know, it's correct. It's not fair, really, is it? It's not fair. We should we should be given the Premier League title now at the week, Wednesday night <laughs> yeah. against Sun, uh, against exactly. Southampton. Exactly. I keep wanting to say Sunderland for some reason. I have no idea. It is Southampton, right? Listen, let's move on to uh, final. Finally, uh, before we close, we have been talking about City's greatest eleven. And my, I've been asking my guests to think about, we've done goalkeepers, we've done defenders. I won't go through that list. It's just too long. But we are coming up with our own list. And today, on this week's show, we're doing midfielders. We'll do wingers separately. So just a quick whiz round for some of the potential um, 
midfielders, non-wingers, because we'll do wingers, as I say, separately, uh, and maybe one or two just to make a smile as well, Lisa, in terms of who probably won't make the list. Any there that you can think might give us a smile on the face that, that will definitely not make it? No. Oh, um, um, Maurizio Gardino. <laughs> He's on the no list, <laughs> I suspect. The, no the first name on everybody's lips. Yes. Yeah. Um, who else? I don't know. Well, let Nick, Nick have a go then. Any, uh, I, 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 I'll go for a couple of unsung heroes. Um, These are people who will definitely make our, our all-time list. So I've got a couple of... I've got an unsung heroes list and I've got some others and then I've got... So is that the best... Is ones. that the City best midfielder, 11? Oh, hang on a minute. You'll well, find out in a I'll second. shut up and listen then. Go on then. So um, Kevin Horlock for that goal amongst various okay. other things. Right. 99. These are moments then, are they, rather than players? Well, yeah. well that was a good goal. No, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Go on. Uh, Nigel de Jong, who maybe not won't get on the list, but is worthy of a mention. And you liked him, didn't you? He's a- Gareth Barry, who you know may not get on the list, but is clearly worthy of a mention. Gaz Baz. Gaz Baz. There's go others, the but I'll restrict it to that. I've got another list. <laughs> yeah, well, we, of, we may not have time for other lists. Of what's, Premier what's League, Premier League, and international uh, uh, legends who won't be in our list, but that's a different show. You were City. asking me, you're in a different show. You now. wanted you wanted some other names. You wanted some. Amusing ones. Well, go on then. Give us two. Two. <laughs> Peter Beardsley. <laughs> yes. Winger. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Vieira. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Steve McMahon. Mm. Peter Reed. Mm. Nigel Clough. Yeah. Didi Haman. Right, I'm stopping you now. Right, so not interesting, but none of them make our list. But uh, it's the Manchester very good. City retirement home. Yeah, exactly. So, right, come on, Yogi. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely not. There's just one name came to mind, which was Graham Baker. <laughs> I've always hated him. Never liked Graham Baker. Yeah, okay. Not made for the, the Luton game. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, definitely on. Well, in contention, Paul Lake, I think, Colin Bell, and Georgie Kincladze. Uh, I don't think any people would argue with any of those, I would argue. Um, I like those. Yeah, very good. Lisa, have you found your list then? Well, I don't think we should forget Superman. Stephen Ireland. Yes. With his underpants outside his shorts, yeah. hence Superman. Yeah. And that strange hair for a couple of seasons, we didn't know what was going on until we really did a David Silver, mm. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Or David Silver did a Stephen, does Stephen Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, so is, Ar- is Ireland on our all-time list of Man City? <laughs> no, good, I'm very pleased. <laughs> no, on the list. <laughs> yes. Torre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to be clear, yeah. Um, I say Gareth Barry. Um, I think I've mentioned before Benabia and Berkovic. Would Berkovic really make it to? Uh, if Benabia, he was a hero Berkovic of his time, does. was he? Mm. For long enough, does he make it onto that list? I'm, I'm going to go back a few years now with mine and, and demonstrate to you that... Uh, should, should, am I allowed I, my list I think maybe you should add Giovanni to that list because of that goal against United. Elano, no. <laughs> should I keep going? No, well, that's why I said we, this has got to be the best. So let's come out. So I've got Yaya. I've obviously got Colin Bell. Um, we've got Gaz Baz and Paul Lake and King Clubsy. So I'm, I'm ticking all of those. I'm unsure about Berkovic or Bernabia whether they would actually I'd, make that. I'd put both of them ahead of Kinkladze. Okay, all right. So we'll, 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 we might put them to the vote then, and we'll see. Can I add mine then? Yeah, go on. Yeah? Go on. So what about Alan Oakes then? Our all-time record appearances. 
You're all too young. You're looking at me. You're all glazing over here. Alan Oakes is on that list. David Silver, ladies well, and gentlemen. Of course, gentlemen. yeah. I mean, of uh, course, yeah, yeah. none of you bloody well, I've got it. I, yeah. I didn't get the chance yeah. to go down my. You yeah, know, you had a I had list. Yeah. the David boring list of the yeah, obvious ones. Yeah, yeah, David Silver. Nazri. Well, nah. Nah, get off. <laughs> uh, and then a couple more Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Um, Asa Hartford. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Ian Bishop. Not. And then the other one, which none of you will remember, and maybe three of our listeners, three of our nine listeners might remember, a great player, Johnny Crossan of the 1960s, was a, was a fantastic player. Yeah, absolutely right. I don't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I know the name, though. So, is this our list, then? Yaya, uh, Colin Bell, Asa Hartford, Alan Oakes, David Silver, Berkovich, Benabia, Kinkladzi, because it's either none of them or all three of them, De Bruyne, Johnny Crossan, Gaz Baz, and Paul Lake. If you have any other thoughts on that list, uh, you can get us uh, on Twitter, at City Podcast. We'd love to hear your view. And these will go to the public vote, as I say, at our Christmas special, which is soon to be announced. Um, a fascinating, uh, wonderful uh, time around the mics with my three guests. A huge thanks to Andy Yogi Barron, to Lisa Rabinowitz, and to Nick Goldstone. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.